1,000. Yeah, you're a better baseball team with him in your lineup on a daily basis. You are. I mean, he, he, you know what? As much as anything, he gives you something that you don't have a lot of. You have a lot of kind of the same types of players. You've got DHs and you've got first basemen. He brings a different type of approach to the game. Hopefully that the on-base percentage will be there. Um, maybe his power numbers will go up. He played 33 games with, with the Yankees last year. Um, but playing at guaranteed rate field, your hope is is that he'll add to some of his power numbers in recent years. It's up to uh, Robert. It's up to Aloy to add more power. It's up to Vaughn to add more power. Yeah. It's up to some of the power guys to now add more power. Like there's, it's up to Mankata. Mankata should add more power. You know, like I'm cool with 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 guys like Ta and uh, Benintendi. Not not exactly hitting for power. Let the power guys hit for power. I think, especially with the shift being off, you're going to get some baseball like it used to be played too. I think there's going to be a spot for some of the guys who won't hit for That's power. That's true. You know, so but the guys. Who, who should slug, I hope they're going to slug. And some of those guys do need to play better baseball. The, the Chicago White Sox were tied with the Rockies for most home runs last year, 22nd in the league. For most, at least, at least, least, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah least. I was going to well, say, tied for miss? whatever it was, tied for 22nd most, however you want to no, say 20 it. 22nd were, most, yes. Okay. There were 21 teams that hit more home runs than they did last okay. year. Okay. Uh, anything on your mind, 312-332-3776. I want to get back to your calls here coming up. I also have this, I had this list too, and we were taking calls on Justin and, and the Bears hierarchy. Did I address the second part of, of Matt's question about, oh, about uh, Ian Cunningham. Yeah, no, I mentioned that if he is hired away, then my guess is is they'll still they'll look to fill that spot. And I think he needs more help too anyway. Yes. Like and, and getting back to, you know, Kevin Warren, if he is the guy, I don't want Kevin Warren making scouting decisions, but I do want what I've always wanted from a president is a sounding board. I want like if there's an issue that Ryan Poles has or there was an issue that Ryan Pace had. I want there to be a capable guy in-house that is a sounding board who has real-life experience that Ryan Poles can go to. And I don't believe that Ryan Pace had that. So when he does want to go rogue with Mitch Trubisky, he can't go to Ted Phillips and say, hey, I I don't want to tell my head coach that I'm secretly hiding the fact that I'm drafting Mitch Trubisky. Any right president would tell him, no, 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 that's not the right way to go. Keep this in mind, Ryan. We need to develop that that quarterback. And if you alienate your head coach in the draft process, that gets us off to the wrong foot in the development process for this quarterback. This needs to be inclusive. We need to get together as a group, and we all need to think about the way Kansas City did it with yeah. with Mahomes, like how everybody was on board, how Andy Reid needed to be the guy who was the developer, and he needed to be the one who ultimately made the decision, was this the quarterback that I wanted to coach? Ted Phillips, Ted Phillips wasn't the guy that Ryan Pace could go to and say, should he do it this way or should he not do it this way? Kevin Warren 
isn't a football guy, but Kevin Warren has been around the block enough where he's managed the Big Ten. He's been the CEO, COO of the Minnesota Vikings, where at least Ryan Poles could use him as a sounding board yeah. and say, look, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. Is this the right way to go? And not that he's going to say yes or no. He could put it, lay out the pros and cons of making decisions, and then it will ultimately be up to Ryan Poles. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. In a perfect world, you'd have a director of business ops and a director of football ops in my perfect environment. And that way, you would have a guy that is, I think the, the, the Cubs are built that way, or they were built that way for a while while Theo was here, right? You had Craig Kenny who was in charge of baseball ops. I got Theo over here in charge well, oh, excuse they me, are business built that ops. way now. Right. Well, with, so wait, that's wait, what uh, I would do if it was up to me. It, it's with Jed. Jed now. Yeah. Jed's the president of baseball ops, right. isn't he? So if it was Carter, Carter Hawkins is their general manager. If it was up to me, that's how I would go if, in fact, you couldn't find someone that could fill both roles. My concern is that Kevin Warren, being if, if he's the guy who ultimately is hired by the Bears as the team president, he's brought in and... It would have been perfect to have him in place before Ryan Poles. You can't go back in time, obviously. But now Ryan Poles has been given, for the most part, autonomy to operate as the president of football operations. Now, he may not have that title, but he's been there this year with only reporting to George McCaskey. And I'm with you, Sylvie. It can't be a bad thing to have that extra layer there of somebody in between him and George McCaskey. My concern is, though, that sometimes you have these power dynamics in the NFL that exist, especially with someone like Kevin Warren, who is so accomplished. I'm concerned that he comes in not having hired Ryan Poles, and if for whatever reason things go astray, now you've got this guy who clearly has a higher title in Kevin Warren who didn't hire Ryan Poles, and if for whatever reason there's a conflict when it comes to roster construction – I'm concerned what that could lead to down the road. Yeah, I can't. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, like we said yesterday, they always seem to hire everything out of order or things aren't. I think it's hard at times to get everything done perfectly in line, but it seems like our team. It's just like with a quarterback this offseason. It's just like that's what happens when you let the guy draft a quarterback. You let the president hire a new general manager and coach. Yeah. When you we asked last year, I, I just saw it come up in my Facebook memory that I was celebrating the pace was gone, that that Nagy was gone, but that Ted was still here. Ted stayed for one extra year. Why couldn't they make the clean break and hire everyone together? They never do. On the same page. Why couldn't they hire the president to hire the general manager to hire the coach? They could have done that. They could have made it all in unison, everyone working together. But now they had to hire the general manager and the coach who's not hired by the president. Now they've got a quarterback who wasn't drafted by the new general manager. And now they got a president who will come into town who didn't hire the general manager. Well, and you have a general manager who this is his first time doing this job. And, and maybe the higher percentage is when guys get hired to be a general manager, it's the first time they've been in that role. You may not need a football guy to be your president if Bill Polian is going from the Indianapolis Colts to the Carolina Panthers because he's done it, been there and done that. But you need someone when you're hiring, hiring Ryan Pace to do the job for the first time or you're hiring Ryan Poles to do the job the first time. I can recall several conversations that we've had over the course of the last several years that both of those guys could have desperately used 
a voice to help them get through certain football things. Like, who are you turning and talking to? That's all, but that's a sounding right. board, right? right? That's so what I've asked you, for. So, like, when you a have a guy voice that is, in the organization that's not George or Ted. When you have a guy doing the job for the first time and he doesn't have that, it's difficult. So, I mean, my guess is, I who knows with them, that they're going to allow Ryan Poles to be, to make all of these decisions. And there may be a layer between Ryan Poles and George. I don't know how active Kevin Warren potentially would be in football decisions. Certainly, Ryan Poles is going to report to him, or is he just not going to report to him and still report to George? Like, who knows up there? Right. Well, or maybe they make it where it's they're on George, the same level. Right. It's it's over here. It's Kevin Warren. Over here, it's it's Ryan Poles, and over here, it's George. And they just they both report to the team owner. Who knows? I don't. I, with the Bears, anything's possible. And Kevin Warren, like you said. All of his, that building a stadium is tough enough. Yes. Running a business side of a team is tough enough. And especially when you're building a stadium and you want to do it the right way, that there's no, he's not worried about Ryan Poles. He's worried about Listen, all here. As an administrator, he may be a brilliant hire. But when Ryan Poles is deciding whether or not to trade the first pick of the draft and would like to talk to somebody and get somebody else's perspective... Maybe Kevin Warren or somebody else isn't isn't the right person to be talking to because they're involved in a different area of the business. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill in New Lenox, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Billy? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So I'm trying to imagine if I was Ryan Poles what I would be doing moving forward. And this is my calculus. I'm optimistic that Fields is the answer, but I'm not convinced. And so... Uh, we're going to give him one more year, take a look, and hopefully next year we say, hey, he's our guy, this is our franchise quarterback, we have it. But what if he's not? So you're on the first uh, pick of the draft. If there's an opportunity to trade back, and hopefully with a lousy team, that's going to be lousy next year, add a first-round pick next year, now you come into next season with two first-rounders that you could potentially use to move up in the draft and grab the quarterback of your choice, maybe Caleb Williams or that kid from North Carolina. I don't know, whoever it might be. But if I was him, that's I, I put extra emphasis on getting a pick for next year, not just this year, but next year. Am I crazy? No. No. I don't think no. so. It's a good thought. I, I mean, listen you know, to what the San Francisco 49ers, they gave away to the, to the Miami Dolphins. I believe it, it wasn't just about one singular year. I think they got a pick, a first-round pick, what year was it, 2021 and in 2022? I mean, I think if you do it right, you can you can extract quite a bit from a team. Teams do that all the time where, they, where, where if packages are equal or close to being equal, they look at the team that they think, because you don't know who's going to be drafting where next year. You try to do, you try to do the math and you try to think to yourself, who's going to be the worst team next year? So, if, you know, usually it's going to be a bad team coming up for your number one pick this year to get the quarterback. And you're going to say to yourself, OK, if it's the Raiders coming up, if it's the Colts coming up, if it's Carolina coming up, which team has the better chance next year of being bad? Where if I get their first round pick for next year, where that could really be a top five pick next yeah. year, too. So not only am I do I got 
uh, a pick for this year, but I also have their pick for next year as well. Just for some clarity here, as an example, in 2021, in March of 2021, the 49ers traded up from the 12th overall pick to the third overall in a deal with the Dolphins. Miami received the 12th pick that San Francisco had from that year, a third round pick and first round picks in 2022 and 2023. So the Dolphins had the first third overall pick in that draft. The Bears have the first. The Dolphins came away with first round picks in 2022 and 2023. That gives you a lot to work with to yeah. package in the future as well. Sure. So Yeah. Well, what did the what did the Eagles do with the Saints last year? Didn't the Eagles make a bunch of trades with the Saints last year, and now don't they have the Saints? For the Saints stunk this year, and now they have the Saints' first round pick, I believe, this year. Yes, you're so, correct. So, like again, like there's a even though like you want everything this year, and you want the Bears to make a big jump, they will make a jump because they will have picks this year. But it's not going to be a bad thing to get stuff for next year, too. The Eagles traded the number 16th overall pick, number 19 overall, and the 2022 six-round pick to the Saints for the 18th overall pick, a 2022 third-round pick, a 2022 seventh-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick. So these deals... So what's the 2023 first-round pick that they're getting now from the Saints. Uh, what they number is trip. it? Yeah, because 10th overall. 10th overall. They, they get, yeah. The Eagles could win the Super Bowl this year, and Have they been. could be drafting 10th. Yeah. Well, think about this, too, because remember, the Saints played the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Gardner Minshew started. The Saints actually won that game. Had the Eagles taken care of business and won that game, they would have helped their draft position in the process wow. of clinching the NFC uh, home home uh, field advantage a week earlier had they done it and and help their draft stock by the and by the way too if you want to go back remember remember when the rams traded up for jared goff yeah they gave they, they got um from they traded with the titans who had the first overall pick that year that was back in 2016 the rams gave up two first round picks two second round picks and two third round picks in consecutive years so you're looking at potentially three first rounders or like multiple high round picks if you trade this first round pick to a team yeah yeah you could you could you could set yourself up if you do it right somebody rob in uh, lake forest rob you're on espn 1000 hey guys great show thank you um i did i didn't get to tune into about 230 so i didn't hear if you had any reaction to uh smith now being the highest paid linebacker in nfl history it it Um, happened yesterday i mean like uh, like i'm i'm happy but I'm happy for him, but I'm still happy that they made the move. Yeah. How much would Erlocker be worth now? <laughs> and then um, let me ask you, how much are the Bears going to have to overpay guys like the Bulls will have to to draw them here? Can we throw a suitcase of money at Devontae Adams? Because I've been watching the Bears for 50 years, and Justin Fields is the real deal. He's the biggest, strongest, fastest quarterback we've ever seen. And you build around him, next year he's, you're going to see his arm come through. Well, Devontae Adams isn't a free agent, so you'd have to make a deal with the Raiders. You trade right. for him, yeah. You don't have to, like, again, you're going to have to throw money at anybody, but I, I don't think the Bears are going to have to worry if they're the high, if they're offering the most amount of money on free agent about a guy turning them down to go somewhere else. Okay, good. 
hope they don't screw it up this time. Well, that's you know that's a hope that we all share. Like the Bears, the Bears got Mac. The Bears made the deal for Mac, and he wanted to play here when they gave him the money. The Bears got Julius Peppers when they were offering him the most amount of money. The Bears haven't been turned down by by players. When the Bears offer money, they've gotten their players. And then the, the, if the Bears want to make a trade, that that was my takeaway from this top fifty list. I'm glad he led me in here. The the um, Athletic came up with their top 50 ranked list of free agents. I think I went through this quick last night when it was on my phone. Of the top 50 free agents that they ranked, I believe there's only one wide receiver on the entire list. It's Jacoby Myers from the Oh, Patriots, no, then right? there's two. Then there's two. Okay, that, then because it was Myers and Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's Myers and there's Schuster, and they're not high, that highly ranked. No. Um, there's, it's not a great wide receiving class, wide receiver class. I would look at the entire class and say I've seen much more exciting picks or possibilities in previous years like you can find players but it's not the i don't believe it's the juiciest free agency class of all time or anything close when was the last time you thought you'd hear the ter- or you'd hear the name geno smith as the second most desirable free agent never like, god bless him never. for turning his career around he had a fantastic year with the seahawks he was voted to the pro bowl but geno was listed just behind lamar jackson uh, as the second most desirable free agent. Do you guys want to take umbrage with that, though? Because let us that's a product of the position, right? Yes. And the reality is, like, look who's number three on this list. Tom Brady. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Even if, even if I'm trying to build for the long term, I want Tom Brady, if he's available, above Geno Smith. Am I wrong? Do you guys disagree with that? Yes. You do? You'd rather no, have no, Geno? No, 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 I okay. agree with you. Okay. I, 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 I just want to make sure, because like, yeah. like, I see what they're I, doing. But the reality is, Geno Smith's a nice story. If I'm building my team, if, if Tom Brady's willing to come, I want if him If you're next looking year. to win the championship yes. next year and you need a quarterback, you still want Tom Brady over Geno Smith. Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, look, quarterbacks are always going to be listed higher than anybody else. I just thought it was interesting, and maybe a tip of the cap to Geno Smith, to find his name second on any list with regard to desirable free agents. Isn't there, to me, looking through this, I don't know if you got this thought, too, isn't the interior defensive line some something that there is yes. quite a few players on, and it's something the Bears need? Deron Payne from Washington is there. Something uh, that it's uh, the Bears need everything, yeah. but it's something the Bears certainly need is interior defensive help. Javon Hargrove is on that list. Um, yeah, there are there are players there are players on this list that they could certainly find. Like you, if you prioritize Dalvin them, you look Tomlinson at, is also a quality name interior from the Vikings. Yeah, any of those guys would be a huge upgrade for the Bears immediately. Payne's interesting because he's younger than Hargrave. Yeah. Hargrave, I believe, is 30 for the Eagles. But um, And you've got a couple tackles there, right? Yeah. So you can go out and splurge on either the you know a uh, tackle, whether it's McGlinchey or Brown, if he gets to the market and the Chiefs don't franchise him. And then if you can add one of those interior defensive linemen, all of a sudden you've got a couple build it, building blocks there. I was surprised that they listed McGlinchey ahead of Brown. Me too. I really was. Brown, they said, you know, Brown, I heard uh, Carmen and Yurko say that he wasn't graded very high, but the way they wrote this is that after his holdout in uh, in training camp, uh, Orlando Brown has played very well in the Slow second start. half of the season. That um, 
He's graded, I want to say, Brown's 88.7 pass blocking grade ranked third best amongst left tackles from week 10 through the end of the season. But he's very big, and he's, and he, as we know, he's not very athletic. Well, but we know Poles knows him yes. because he was there right. when they made the deal for him in Kansas City. So if they if they decided to go with McGlinchey, if they were in you know looking to sign someone, they decided to go with Glinchy over Brown. Then you would know that Poles was not high on on yeah. Brown. Isn't McGlinchey always banged up too? Yeah, and he's just I'm not a McGlinchey guy. Yeah, he's from he's Notre Dame. Right, he's a right tackle, right? I mean, he's yes, uh, yes. Orlando Brown's a left tackle. McGlinchey's a right tackle. Trent Williams plays left side in, in San Francisco. Um, I'd be scared too, just a little bit because we all know how good Kyle Shanahan is yeah. as a schemer, and so like whatever he does, it seems to work. And so if McGlinchey comes to Chicago, is there going to be a step back just because you know Luke Getzey doesn't have the the skins on the wall that McGlinchey's younger, right? Isn't McGlinchey a little bit younger yeah. than he is? Yes. Or you know what, Orlando Brown is shockingly young, isn't yeah, he? Isn't so. he twenty six or twenty seven? Google that. Give me his age. We'll give you his age at the start of Waddle's World. So Waddle's World is coming up. Uh, Bob Dunn, the guy who is in charge of the reimagined Soldier Field plan, he has built all. He has uh, spearheaded the rebuilding of uh, Lambeau Field, and then he has been in charge of the building of Ford Field, and then U.S. Bank Stadium as well, and others. He is advising Mayor, Lawyer, Mayor Lori Lightfoot on Soldier Field, and could they try to sway the Bears to stay in the city? He's joining us at 4 o'clock. If you saw the video, he's going to explain that to us coming up at 4. It's all coming up next. Come on. Good makes you feel comfortable. Great makes you feel at home. And when you get your hair cut at Great Clips, you're one of the family, which means they take the time to get to know you and your hair. Good is a nice salon waiting room. Great is your own living room. With online check-in from Great Clips, you can check in for your haircut from your couch or anywhere else, and you arrive at the salon when it works for you. It's just that easy. Good asks how you like your haircuts. Great already knows. At Great Clips, they save your haircut details in their unique Clip Notes database. So no matter which salon you visit, your stylist is up the speed on your hair. Visit any of their 200 salons in Illinois or 150 in the Chicagoland area. Check in online with the Great Clips app or at greatclips.com. Also now, if you're interested, join the salon team. Visit jobs.greatclips.com. All salons independently owned and operated. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weird. You know what's weird is uh, one of the items that you let you let us know was on your bucket list, which we'll get to later today. Just weird to bucket list items, yes. Uh, Waddles World's brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Uh, it seems like the uh, the NFL has not heard my request that if, in fact, Skylar Thompson will be starting for the Dolphins, maybe just cancel that one. That won't be canceled, but two is not available. And I believe Teddy's still fingers still hurting him. So it looks like at this moment, it's Wednesday, right? That it may be Skylar Thompson mm. under center for the Dolphins in Buffalo this weekend. 
Just saying. Boy, what, wasn't that a precipitous fall? And I get it. I mean, yeah. the quarterback's been hurt. They were scoring, like, at one point, like, 50 points, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, my it? God, look at this, look at this, look at this, look what they're doing. Mm. If you're interested, if we, we peruse the uh, the NFL free agent list and all kinds of stuff, there are a couple of guys. Mike Gusecki's a guy that I'd keep my eyes on if I'm a... Listen, you can have Cole Komet... And Mike Gusecki on your so, your same offense and your same huddle. You can have two tight ends. A lot of teams do that stuff. You see George Kittle and the other guy from San Francisco, whose name's escaping me right now. George Kittle and they the other run guy. The, they run on the field. They're on the field at the same I, I time. I love it. I love it. Look, more weapons, more yeah, better. Yeah, like the, you can get. doesn't all have to be only wide receivers. You can get one of these tight ends that plays like a wide receiver who splits out, not an inline tight end, that creates all kinds of different mismatches at times. So just a little suggestion up there, whether Kevin Warren's making the decision or Ryan Poles, whoever it is, I don't know who's making any Kevin Warren better not make the tight end decision. Yeah, it was a joke. Uh, But uh, whoever's making decisions up there, uh, just keep an open mind for sure. Uh, But yes, uh, Tua ruled out for the Dolphins game. Uh, Skylar Thompson. Do you worry for Tua? I, I worry for anybody who's had multiple concussions. In the same year? Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. Three that, in what? How many that, weeks? Nine weeks. Nine weeks? Like, look, head trauma is the biggest issue facing the NFL, in my opinion. And whether you recognize it now or it manifests itself in a different form years from now... Think everyone. It should be on everyone's mind. You can't, can't. I don't dwell on it, but I mean, I'm aware of stuff. You have to be. Uh, good news out of Buffalo. Uh, how about this? Uh, Demar Hamlin has been discharged from the Buffalo hospital that he was in. Went home yesterday. Excuse me, this morning, I guess, to continue rehabbing after his doctors said they completed a series of tests nine days ago. He went into cardiac arrest and had had to be resuscitated, obviously, during the game with the Bengals. He was transferred to Buffalo after spending seven days at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, But now he came home. They they put him in the Buffalo hospital. They did all the tests. They're like, you can now begin the rest of your rehab at the Bills facility. You can go home. Will he be with them for the game, or is that not? I mean, like, I mean, he's... Uh, it says here to answer your question, Sean McDermott, their coach, said it would be up to Hamlin whether he would visit the team. We'll welcome him back as soon as he feels ready. So I don't know. But it's just a remarkable story. And they saved know, his life. Those, they did. There's no doubt about it. and medical personnel. It's fantastic. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks and free agents, uh, Lamar Jackson is, in fact, the number one guy listed on this this thing that you were referencing the 2023 nfl free agent rankings now obviously the ravens will have the capacity to franchise him but he's at the top of the list he's he's the the most desirable free agent on this list he has missed his 16th straight practice so in addition to jackson not practicing backup tyler huntley did not throw a pass today during the uh, session in which the media was available. He's dealing with tendonitis in his right shoulder. If Jackson and Hunley can't play, Baltimore would start undrafted free agent rookie Anthony Brown. Do you remember a, no. a, a season going into the postseason where it's been like this? No, I don't. 
So I got Anthony Brown possibly taking over at quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. I have Skylar Thompson snuggling under center for the Miami Dolphins. Who else do we got? Anybody else? You got Brock, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy? Well, but he's been playing well. No, I know, these. but I'm just like, what do you want to, cla- how are you classifying this, Waddle? Just backup quarterbacks playing or? No, I mean, guys, well, guys, guys, like the other. guys who you're, you're salivating to bet against this weekend. Is that how we're going to? I'm not frame betting. It. Well, I brought Purdy be- ain't in that list. No, no, no. I know that's why I'm asking. Like I'm betting against Skylar Thompson oh, and no Anthony doubt. Brown. I told you. I thought the NFL may in fact announce that that game wouldn't take place. That so we're just giving Buffalo the win here. Um, I was telling you briefly before we left yesterday. I don't know why, but I was perusing the San Francisco 49ers stat sheet because I'm just I'm I'm like. You're a football sick, man. I'm a sycophant when it comes to the 49ers. Yeah. I still get mad at people that scream that, that you know, I mean, you have whatever opinion you want, that Kyle Shanahan's not all that. Who says that? I though? think Cap was, that was Cap's mantra for a while. If and there are a lot of people that, saying that, then you know yeah, he is. Like Kyle man. Shanahan, look, did you I, see, his, did rec- you, his record is whatever his record is. By the way, did you steal Cap's fridge? I did not. No, I didn't see. I didn't hear it. They were talking about that today. They Why would I steal this fridge? They, someone stole their fridge from their office. Why would I be the, the lead suspect? They thought maybe you were pulling a prank on that. I get in here at 1 o'clock. I'm out at 6.05. You you did admit to something, though, on the, the I did, video. I have taken some of Cap's uh, Cabernet that has been in his office. In fact, the reason I was inspired to take it, and I'm... I do feel some remorse, not a ton, uh, but there was a delicious bottle of Chateau Monteleon that you and I gave him for the holidays, what, three or four years ago? Yeah, right. It ex- Still yeah. in his office. Right. Now, if you're not going to consume it in a certain period of time or even take it home, you don't value the gift? Yeah, I, I'm manufacturing a reason why I'm justifying stealing the wine, so I get that. Like, I'm reaching here. But it feels like it feels like he didn't appreciate it. It's there. You've so heard you're not going to appreciate. You've the heard gift of a regift. Yeah. You you degift it. I degift. That's a great term. You, I de I degifted. You that. stole it back and yes. degifted. In fact, I invited you in for a little perusing of the uh, the wine collection to see if there was some Pinot Noir that you would yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Did you find anything you liked? Um, I, let's just say that um, I did, and let's just say that I I did a, an exchange. Let's just say that I replaced the bottle that with I a, with another bottle. I didn't do that. I could, no, I just took I, it. I, I really? Took the bottle Your conscience got the best a, of you? With a bottle that I didn't want. So you're de-gifting and Silva's got a little game of white elephant going right. on. Yeah. I, did a, I, I did do it. Was that because there was this an existing bottle in the office or was it something you brought from home? There was a bottle in the office that I did not desire Okay. And I was it gifted and, to you? And, and Somebody had a bottle that I did desire yeah. that you pointed out. So instead of stealing it, I did a white elephant exchange. No, that's, that's stealing. Um, no, that was a white elephant. No. But um, Cap didn't know that he was in the white no, elephant. Here's the deal you stole his wine. No, that was no, a white no, elephant no, exchange. No, you stole his wine and you just decided to give him something. Yes. Those are two separate it, transactions. It was an exchange. Those are two separate we transactions a stealing and a gifting. You stole and gifted. You did both. You can't wash that. Like, that's fraud, man. You just are fraudulent. No, the fraud. Yeah, no, you that's fraud. not fraud. You just, that was fraud. Yeah, that was, 
Just, you were washing money. You know what you were doing? No. You were washing. You it's were a, washing a stolen gift. It's a white elephant. What is the white elephant? It's the... when you take a gift that you don't want anymore. And you can re-gift and, it? And yeah, so you put it in, you, you get it for someone else, and you exchange it. He, he, he just kind of the exchange it part, right? Yeah, he just kept, didn't know he was playing white elephant. Yeah, yeah he did right. It was right. Right. It's all right. He just found out now. So I can tell you, he wasn't the only bottle I stole he from He had 11 office. bottles of wine when I went into the his room. And when I left the room, he had 11 bottles of wine. Listen, I was doing him a favor. Have you ever seen him intoxicated? It's not pretty. He's he's a... One can Dan. Yeah. It's not pretty. So I was doing him a favor. Plus, he's also on the diet, the soda diet. Like, you don't need to be, in, you know, ingesting the calories that come with a nice bottle of You're red wine. You're saving him. Yes. Amen. You're doing him a favor. But I stole it. I committed a crime. Prosecuted. Did you take the fridge? I did not, no. I can't drink the fridge. <laughs> Where's the fridge at? I don't know. That I don't like, know. Like you, asked, you actually asked Tyler if he took it with him. He goes, Tyler's like, I take the train to work. I was like, that's a fridge small enough that you could get, you could get that on the on the train. Can you imagine Tyler wheeling no it down? No one's lugging a fridge on the train. If I gave you a free, like... Fridge like that. I said, hey, Tyler, guess what? I got an extra fridge at the house, brand new, never been used, in the uh-huh. box. And I brought it here, gave it to you, and said, hey, you and your roommates would probably love this. Keep some beers in the, in the, yeah. in the, in the, your television watching room right there. You're going to tell me you wouldn't take it? I would take it, if but you I wouldn't. Brought, if you brought a, one of those fridges new here, I'd get on the train and go home with it. I, mean, I wouldn't take it on the train. I would tell one of my roommates to drive down here. We've got a fridge waiting <laughs> for busy? us. Let's go. What if they're busy? What if they're busy? Not if we had the uh, new reimagined shy line you could take oh, home. Yeah. All of a sudden, you would absolutely be taking that fridge on the... Uh, leaving. Where are you going? He's pizza man. Oh, he's grabbing a yeah. slice of kind. He's here. Bring the box. Show the twitchers. It's really There's a plate stuff. in there, too, Sylvie. All right. So, yeah, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for the Ravens, but uh, I don't like their chances uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um I think the NFL has ruled they're just going to do a coin flip for the winner of that game. They should. Uh, Ohio State left tackle Paris Johnson has uh, decided he's going to enter the draft. He's the number nine overall prospect. That's a name to keep an eye on, especially if the Bears do some shuffling. If they find themselves like trading out of one and they acquire some picks... That's, you would be okay with a Paris Johnson Jr., wouldn't you? Him or uh, Skaronsky from Northwestern. Yeah. The key is, this is what's great about having so many holes all over the place. The Bears can be flexible. They can take the Hall of Draft picks. That's the only like, thing good hey, about it. That's we, the only thing good about it. Do you want it? Oh, we want that edge rusher. We want that yeah. interior lineman. We, we want both. that left tackle. Yeah. Guess what? We can trade down we to got a spot for 9, you. 10, wherever, yeah. and get the you know the Hall of Draft picks. Like if, you tr- if you trade out to like four... And the best player available slash best need, it, it's it's not a question because there's so many Where, you needs could have Paris that you have. Johnson, it's, you it's could it's have the, the kid Carter, right? The three technique from Jalen Carter, yep. Will, uh, Skaronsky from Greg Skaronsky, Kid from Anderson, the pass Will rusher. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Edge there's rusher. so many so many routes. Listen, it goes back to me to I know one one of the callers previously said, "What about the the Roquan Smith?" I'm I'm happy for Roquan that he got the contract that he got. I have not spent one second regretting that the Bears did that as a Bears analyst, as a Bears fan, as a Bears anything, a Bears follower. Like, I'm happy for him. This team has so many needs that I don't believe, personally, from my perspective, you can invest $20 million a year in a position that doesn't rank high on my most important list. It's like, I'll give you another example. 
It, are you? Are you will? Josh Jacobs is a hell of a player. I mean, fantastic. He's a running back. Do you want to make him the highest paid running back in the National Football League at twenty minutes, eighteen, nineteen million dollars? No. That's the point. Like, I got other things I need to spend my money on. I don't have that luxury, nor does that fit into my system. I think Roquan found a perfect spot. The defense fits his, the scheme fits him perfectly. I think he's a fantastic player. He fits well in Baltimore. I'm glad he got his money. I am not sitting here, you know, pounding the table going, oh, my God, Ryan Poles made a bad decision on this one. I, I just, and he made the all-pro team. The all-pro list that was voted on by, by players. the players. Is this today. a new list? It's first time the players have done this. So he and Fred Warner were the off-ball linebackers that were selected to the all-pro team. They and left, even they left Michael Parsons. They off left the list. Michael Parsons, who's kind of a jack of all trades, was not on that list. Uh, a little bit surprising there. Uh, not surprising at all that there are no bears on that list. One well, quarterback, well, wait right? Wait a minute, Roquan. He's not a bear. Well, wait a minute. How many games did he play as a bear? I don't know. He's not a bear. But but he made the the all pro list playing how many games as a bear? Like, I'm is not he sure going into the Hall of Fame? What hat is he wearing? I'm not wearing a bear. A hat. He's wearing Omni St. Brown's. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, St. Omni. St. Omni. Did you see uh, when he got the deal yesterday, Rap's tweet? It, the, the opening line was per St. Omni, Roquan Smith has signed the, the mega deal. Uh, the naming rights for uh, the deal between uh, Miami-Dade County and where the Miami Heat play their uh, game, no longer FTX. The crypto firm that has found themselves in a tremendous yeah. amount of trouble is no longer. Did you what s- is the name on the Staples Center now? Crypto Crypto.com. Crypto.com. Yeah. They pay $25 million a year, I want to say. Did you, did you see uh, the Heat stat from last night? I did not. Uh, wait a second. Wait yes. a second. Wait a second. I did. I forgot it, though. They Did you see? It was a free throw stat. Did uh-huh. you, what they went from the line. Did you see what they went from the line last night? 40 for 40? 40 for 40. They won by a point. Yeah. If they went 38 for 40 from the line, they lose that game. They went 40 for 40 was the most free throws uh, that a team had ever gone perfect from. Zach Attack and the fellas are back to work tonight in Washington. 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 So Washington. But it doesn't look like DeMar is going to be part of that attack. No. Yeah, what, what's, He's got what's, a quad. What's the timeline on the, on the quad injury? Did they rule him out yet? They said doubtful for doubtful, tonight. Doubtful, but okay, I think so Vooch alluded to it earlier that he is uh, not going to play. Also, did you see... Vooch with- is doing the injury updates now? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. yeah. Dr. Vooch. Uh, but- Remember, you run everything through him. The offense, Bet- the injury report, bounce in the house. Um, what you were saying about the heat and the free throws... Did yeah. you see Jimmy Butler? Easy game. Jimmy Butler hit 23 of those free throws. Yeah. He was 23 of 23 from the free throw he line in that game. He was probably shooting left-handed at the end or covering his eyes, being Jimmy, making them and just telling them to stick Don't it. Don't rip Jimmy. I'm not ripping him. I'm saying he does everything with a flair. Uh, by the way, uh, when we come back, I've got an update on the Mega Millions jackpot. Yes. And what else do I have you? No frozen wiener talk today. Uh, but uh, a oh, warning. I have some wiener talk today. Do you want to do that coming back next? Or you no, want to no, wait for later? That's later. That's later. Okay. Uh, and also a warning about uh, pouring alcohol down a drain. I got that for you when we come back to it. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. 
dumb criminals, random stabbings, or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. I forgot about Florida, Ohio, my bad. Oh, Florida or Ohio. That's yeah. me now. Is it? Went on vacation, and I totally okay. forgot that that is uh, up to me. And it is brought to you by our great friends and partners at 19 Crimes Wine. So I love this. It's right here in the studio, too. 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today. Wherever you buy your wine and live infamously on your own terms. What do you got? Yeah, you got the red. Yeah, for all the... uh, Cali red. All the twitch animals. This is uh, what I'm talking about. It's the Cali red right there. It's fantastic. Play us out. I'll bring bring some for the uh, Super Bowl party. Okay. Awesome. I still have to finalize. Is that on it? I I think in theory, yeah. I still have to finalize some stuff. You got a month. I know. You got got a month away. I got time. All right, Tyler. All right. Burglar spotted driving pickup truck with stolen tag written on cardboard. That's what deputies say. (laughs) Stolen what? Stolen tag. They they took a, a piece of cardboard and put stolen tag on it and replaced it with the license plate. I love it. They were arrested in connection with multiple burglaries, according to sheriff officials. That's probably a a Hillsborough sheriff on the outskirts of... Is that Tampa? I think that's on the west west coast of Florida. Look I'll at go, that. You know your county. I'm going to Hillsborough Sheriff's Department. Is that Hillsborough County? You know your counties yeah, of I think uh, Florida? So. I think so. If that not, does sound like Ohio stupid, though. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I'm going to go yeah. with. I'm going to go like so, somewhere in your neck of the woods. <laughs> Give it, like Not necessarily Cincinnati. Like somewhere in the sticks, though. In that area of Ohio. So I'm going to go Ohio. You want Mason, Ohio. Ohio. I'm in Mason, Ohio. You want a quote from the, uh, the sh- I think it's the yeah, sheriff. Yeah, let me hear it. What's, it. What's his name, first of all? Uh, his name is Mark Squarv- Squarvk. S-K-W-A-R-V-K. That is a complicated yeah. name yeah, to yeah. say. Yeah. Squarv? Squarv? <laughs> Squarf. It's a sound. It's not a name. (laughs) People who commit these crimes are not the sharpest tools in the shed. Oh, that's a good, you know, my dad used to say that. That does. The sharpest tool in the shed. Yeah, that's a small town sheriff right there. I like that. I was thinking Florida, but that that quote seems like an Ohio colloquialism here. Card laid, card played. I'm going with Hillsborough County, Florida. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink it, though. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Pinewood, Florida. It took place in Brevard County, Florida. (laughs) I think it's Brevard County. Okay, Uh, where's that? Is that on the, I don't know where Uh, that is. I think it's near Melbourne. Okay. I see Melbourne in the story. All right, by the way, I told you to give you this information. The Mega Millions jackpot up to $1.35 billion, second largest in history after no winner. So when's the the drawing? I saw this because I did not get in last night. Uh, Friday. Okay. Next, next so drawing we is. We got to pool our money here. Okay. The drawing for the $1.35 billion prize, roughly $707.9 million in cash scheduled for Friday. The winning numbers yesterday, the non winning numbers, several of them are numbers that I would actually, if I was going in to punch the, the, the card, you would have played. Seven, 
Yeah. My daughter's. Tony one, Kukoc? No, it wasn't Kukoc. It was, uh, one of my daughter's soccer number 13. You know me, Davey Concepcion. Uh, from uh, little kid stage. 14, Pete Rose. Uh, yeah, Ernie Banks. 15, my daughter's number at Northwestern. 18, have no affiliation. Dennis Savard. 18. And the Mega Ball was nine. Okay, Jim McMahon. So I would have hit three out of six. Brisker. Brisker nine? Yeah, isn't Brisker nine? I, I always yeah. get mm-hmm. nine in, in Gordon where six. eight, right? Or no, six? six, yeah. Mason Mason loves Brisker. Yeah? It's, it's great to see. Like, he follows Brisker around. Really? I mean, I'm happy about that. What is it about Brisker's game that he appreciates? He, like, he's, he, Brisker is a good player, he right? Is, I know. He's around the ball a lot. He is. So That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Mega Million's still available for us to win. Okay. Uh, is Soldier Field still out there for the city to woo the Bears? Or is this just a Hail Mary, as Waddle put it, while the game's already over? Is the city of Chicago throwing a Hail Mary when the game ended like a year ago? Um, We will talk to Bob Dunn. Now, this is a guy who's very accomplished in stadium developing. He has done every stadium in the NFC North, and he has done the Jets-Giants stadium as well. We will talk to him about the reimagining Soldier Field plan coming up next.